Our message this morning is our God is a wonderful God. He is so far above us that it's difficult to comprehend his greatness. This morning, we're going to look at some of the characteristics or attributes of our great and wonderful God. The first one that we will look at this morning is our God is infinite, which means without bounds. Psalm 147, verse 5 says, Great is the Lord and abundant in strength. His understanding is infinite. And 1 Kings 8, 27, Solomon is speaking after he has completed building the temple. And he says, Behold, heaven and the highest heaven cannot contain you, how much less this house that I have built. We are so earth-centric in our thinking, it is good for us to occasionally remind ourselves of where we are astronomically. Last time I spoke to you, I talked a lot about astronomy, and this morning I would like to just use two of those slides that I used in June of 2022. The first of these slides is a picture of our galaxy, and you can see on the screens. But there's a little tiny dot at the end of that arrow, and that little tiny dot is our sun. And it shows where we are positionally within the Milky Way galaxy. Um, I still carry my yellow, yellow marble wherever I go that I showed to you the last time. I've been carrying this for a year and a half now. This marble is half an inch in diameter. <clears throat> so if this marble is half an inch in diameter, the planet Earth is a grain of sand eight feet away about where the baptismal font is to this scale. The planet Pluto is a football length away, which would be about down to our county park where the courthouse is. And our galaxy, Milky Way galaxy, if I were to put one edge of the galaxy here on the pulpit, the other edge of the galaxy would touch the planet Venus to this scale. I mean, the distances are just beyond what we can comprehend, you know, of how just great our God is. And then again, um, another thing just to show our planet and where we are. We say that we're an average star, which astronomers do say agree that we're an average star, but the largest star in our Milky Way galaxy is Stephenson, it went off there. If our Earth, our star is half an inch, this sun in our um, galaxy, which is about 17,000 light years away, is 90 feet in diameter compared to our sun. Our sun, half an inch, that'd be maybe three times the height of the ceiling in our worship service this morning. This is in our Milky Way galaxy, the largest star. Again, I'm just pointing these things out, not because I'm that interested in science and astronomy, which I am, but because I want to point out how just incredibly uh, powerful our God is, you know, here in this universe. And it just, it goes beyond our comprehension. The second attribute is our God is all powerful. Jeremiah 32, verse 17. Sovereign Lord, you have made the heavens and the earth by your great power an outstretched arm. Nothing is too hard for you. And Isaiah 44, 24, I am the Lord, 
the maker of all things, who stretches out the heavens, who spreads out the earth by myself. Sometimes we just become overwhelmed by circumstances that are around us and we just need to remind ourselves that we have a God, that nothing is too hard for him. Our problem sometimes is we just need to stop and say, Lord, help me, give to me, you know, your power to get through, you know, this situation, you know, that I'm confronted. He's all powerful and he's wanting, you know, to help us. Another characteristic about our God is that he is all-knowing. Psalm 147.5 says, Great is our Lord and mighty in power. His understanding has no limit. And 1 John 3.20 says, If our hearts condemn us, we know that God is greater than our hearts, and he knows everything. I guess almost by definition, if you can create a universe, you probably know pretty much everything. But, you know, he also knows all of our actions, and he even knows our thoughts. And that gets scary sometimes. Jesus even said in Luke 12, 7, that our God even knows the number of hairs on our head. And to some of us, that requires a database that is constantly changing with numbers that get fewer and fewer. The fourth attribute this morning I would like to look at is our God is present everywhere. Psalm 139, verses 7 to 9, where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? If I go up to the heavens, you are there. If I make my bed in the depths, you are there. If I rise on the wings of the dawn, if I settle on the far side of the sea, even there your hand will find and guide me. Your right hand will hold me fast. And then Jeremiah 23, am I only a God nearby, declares the Lord, and not a God far away? Who can hide in secret places so that I cannot see them, declares the Lord. Do I not fill heaven and earth, declares the Lord? God is everywhere that we are. I used to begin my prayers and my devotions I come into your presence this morning to worship you. And then a few years ago, it hit me. I can't come into God's presence. God is, I'm already in God's presence. There's no place that God is not, you know. And so now I begin my morning prayer. I pause this morning from my routine to worship you because I'm conscious of the fact that God is everywhere. The next attribute is our God is everlasting to everlasting. This is one of the more difficult ones to comprehend with our finite minds. Psalm 41.13 says, it's a psalm of David, Praise be to the Lord, the God of Israel, from everlasting to everlasting, amen and amen. In Psalm 90, verse 2, which is a psalm of Moses, Before the mountains were born, or you brought forth the whole world, from everlasting to everlasting, you are God. The concept of no beginning and no end, like I said, it's just very difficult to comprehend. No end is a little easier because it's always easier to say tomorrow, 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 forever, forever, you know, so, but the concept of no beginning, that I just can't get a handle on that. 
Um, secular scientists have estimated the age of our universe to be 13.8 billion years, although just two months ago, there was an article in the monthly notices of the Royal Astronomical Society in London that postulated our universe is 26.7 billion years old. It doesn't matter whether it's 18 or whether it's 26, whether it's 30. Let's imagine a timeline that goes from Houston to Amarillo. And obviously it goes beyond that. But let's just say that the width of this pulpit represents 30 billion years. And so you got this timeline, Houston to Amarillo, and you got 30 billion years. And here's where my mind just gets all messed up because what did God do on this end of it? And what is he gonna do on that end of it? And, and so I, I just, my mind gets, plays games with me. It's just, I, I, God is present. And God is everlasting to, to everlasting. Another attribute is our God is faithful. Deuteronomy 7.9. Know therefore that the Lord your God is God. He is the faithful God, keeping his covenant of love to a thousand generations of those who love him and keep his commandments. And 2 Timothy 2.13. <clears throat> if we are faithless, he remains faithful, for he cannot deny himself. Very often we become disappointed with family or friends when they tell us that they're going to do something, and we wait, and they don't do it. But God is faithful. He always does what he says he's going to do, because that's his nature. Our God is merciful. Deuteronomy 4.31 for the Lord your God is a merciful God. He will not abandon or destroy you or forget the covenant with your ancestors, which he confirmed to them on, by oath. And Jesus speaking in Luke 6.36 says, be merciful just as your father is merciful. Jesus told many parables about mercy. Compassion falls into this category. I have to confess that there are just many times that the thought they got what they deserved you know, runs through my mind. And then I remember, you know, I probably am more guilty of that than they are. Fortunately, God is more lenient you know, with me than I deserve. And, one, and is also you know, more lenient to me than maybe even what my neighbor you know, gives to me. So God is merciful. And our God is patient. That's another one that's a hard one. Psalm 103.8, a psalm of David. The Lord is compassionate and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in mercy. And 2 Peter 3.9 says, The Lord is not slow in keeping his promises, as some understand slowness. Instead, he is patient with you, not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come to repentance. Patience or lack of it, is something that we observe daily, frequently on our roads around our community here. You look in your rearview mirror and somebody's right on your tailgate and you're just making some comment to the effect that you know, they're just so impatient. But um, patience is something that most of us wish, you know, uh, others had more of it than they do when they're dealing with us. But if we look at ourselves in the mirror, we probably also need to take a look at how impatient we are sometimes, especially even with those, you know, that are closest to us. Fortunately for God, for us, that God's not like that. He waits for us even though we don't deserve it. 
Another attribute is God is forgiving. Micah 7, 18. Who is a God like you who pardons sins and forgives the transgression of the remnant of his inheritance? Or Psalm 130, 3-4. If you, Lord, kept a record of sins, Lord, who could stand? But with you there is forgiveness so that we can with reverence serve you. This is another one of those attributes that uh, is hard because I, I believe that God definitely does forgive me and I, I do better at accepting that than I actually do at, at accepting to forgive myself. You know, sometimes to forgiving myself is more difficult you know, than trusting God you know, that he has forgiven me. As far as the east is from the west, so far has he moved our transgressions from us. Our God is loving. This is one of my favorite attributes of God. John 3.16, one of the more popular verses in the Bible. For God so loved the world, that's what we call planet Earth, that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. And Romans 5.8 says, but God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we are still sinners, Christ died for us. Every morning, again, during my personal time of prayer and worship, I just, just get caught up you know, in the thoughts of God's love, going back to how incomprehensible this universal ours is. I just cannot get my head around the thought that God cares for us as he does. Our universe has unimaginable distances that are measured in light years. We've talked some about the Milky Way galaxy, but there are billions of galaxies, each with billions of stars. That's a billion times a billion. I actually had to use Google to look up what is the name for a billion times a billion, and it's a quintillion. That's one with 18 zeros. And that's the number of stars that God created. And where my head gets messed up then is I'm trying to comprehend how this incredible God that can create one with 18 zero stars even remembers planet Earth. But even more than remembering planet Earth, he remembers the inhabitants that he put down here that have messed up and are now living a, a depraved life. And the only answer that I can come up with to answer my own quandary is God loves us that much. I think of it this way. The part that Jesus played was to reconcile us to God. The price that Jesus paid was to come to this planet and take a human form. And the sacrifice that Jesus made was to take upon himself my sins and then allow his own creation to crucify him. To me, to me I don't know how you can define that any other way than love. In the Greek, called agape love, pure love. Three more attributes. God is just. Deuteronomy 32.4. He is the rock. His works are perfect. And all his ways are just. A faithful God who does no wrong, upright and just is he. In Psalm 89, 14, righteousness and justice are the foundation of your throne. Love and faithfulness go before you. 
God is just, and I am just so glad that he also has that patience and mercy that we were talking about, because if God gave me what I deserved, I'd be in a world of hurt. But um, God does forgive me. God is patient with me, and I thank him for that. And then sometimes we wonder, well, why are there so many really bad people out there that do bad things? Why isn't God dealing with that? And the only answer, I, not the only, I mean, the answer that I have to that is God has said, the day is coming. These things have not left my horizon, and those who do not call upon me are going to face me in some fairly unfavorable circumstances in the future because of his justice. Two more, God is jealous. Exodus 20, verse 5, referring to idol worship, you shall not bow down to them or worship them, for I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God. This is God calling himself jealous. Exodus 34, 14, do not worship any other God, for the Lord whose name is jealous is a jealous God. The children of Israel irritated God more on this issue than anything else throughout the whole Old Testament. You just read time after time after time. They worship, God punished them, they asked forgiveness, God saved them, and I mean, back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. That's the whole story of God and his children throughout the Old Testament. But again, you know, we're just so thankful that we need, you know, to just trust God and make sure we always keep him first in our life. And we might not have physical idols as they did, you know, in the Old Testament, but we might search our own lives to see what idols we might have in our lives. And then lastly, you want to consider that our God is holy, holy, holy. Isaiah 6, 3, and they were calling to one another, holy, holy, holy is the Lord Almighty. The whole earth is full of his glory. And Revelation 4, 8, each of the four living creatures, day and night, never stops saying, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty who was and is and is to come. This last attribute is just so beautiful. God is holy, holy, holy. He's perfect. He's sinless. And yet, not only does he tolerate us, he has adopted us as his children, and he asks us to call him Father. God is indeed a wonderful God.